0: Hello, and welcome to the Federal Contracting Made Easy podcast, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that any small business owner can master. Now, let me introduce your host, Nancy Byerly. Hello, and welcome to the wonderful world of government contracting. I'm your host, Nancy. Today, we're going to begin a multiple-part series For the next eight weeks, we're going to be talking about disputes and protests and filing suit or claims against the government. That's topics for the next eight weeks. But before we get started, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about an opportunity that's available to you, my viewers. Federal Contracting Made Easy is now on Patreon. Patreon allows viewers of our blog, podcast, and YouTube channel the opportunity to join our community. This means that you'll have access to Patreon-only videos and access to our blog. I will be posting topics on agency open houses, changes affecting contracting, regulatory changes, and much, much more depending on the level of membership. You may have your name mentioned on our videos and you could have an opportunity to attend a monthly meeting with me where you can sit there and ask me your questions in a group setting. Don't wait, stop the video now and go to patreon.com slash F is in Frank, C is in Charlie, M is in Mary, E is in Echo. Federal Contracting Made Easy. Just the initials, go there and you can sign up. Now, if you don't feel comfortable doing a monthly subscription, we also will take one-time donations and I'll have a link in our show notes for that. Also, awesome. but before we get any started any further let's roll that intro and get that out of the way welcome back all right let's get into today's topic what if you do not agree with the decision that the buying agency or the contracting officer has made or what if you believe their decision is not correct The Federal Acquisition Regulation, otherwise known as the FAR, which is the Contracting Acquisition Bible, does provide contractors with three options. The first option is you can file a protest. The second option is you can file a dispute. The third option is you can take the government to court. So let's define protests. Because you have the right to protest or you have the right to dispute. So a protest means a written objection by an interested party to any of the following. A solicitation or other request by an agency for offers on a contract for the procurement of property or services. The cancellation of a solicitation or other request. An award or proposed award of the contract. A termination or cancellation of a contract of an awarded contract If the written objective contains an allegation that determination or cancellation is based in whole or in part on improprietaries concerning the award of the contract. Or those are protests and protests can happen during the solicitation phase all the way up until 10 days after the award of the contract. Now, disputes. So when you're talking dispute, you're disputing an actual fact or something along the lines as you were awarded a contract. So in government contracts, a formal claim filed is considered a contract dispute. So if you file, it's a written demand or a written assurance by one of the contracting parties seeking, as a matter of right, the payment of money in a sum, a certain, or the adjustment or interpretation of contract terms or other such relief. And that is what is actually a dispute. So a dispute can only be after you receive the contract, a protest can happen at any time from the solicitation till 10 days after the award of the contract. These rules and regulations from the FAR give you the right to protest a defective bid or the award of a contract to another bidder. These rules also give you the right to dispute an issue or a disagreement with the contracting officers that arises after you won the contract and the contract has been awarded. In addition, you may have other options. Before we go any further, in case you're not aware, there's three protest levels. And I'm going to go from the highest to the lowest. So you can file an actual or judicial action brought at the U.S. Court of Federal Claims. So you file a claim with the federal government. You can file a protest with the General Accountability Office. And lastly, you can do an agency-level protest where you file it with the agency that conducted the procurement. Remember that you only have 10 days to file a protest after the basis for the the protest is known or should have been known. If you fail to file a protest within this time frame, you will not win the protest. The only option available to you is to go to the next higher level protest, which is usually the U.S. Court of Federal Claims. Now, there's only certain things that can be protested with GAO, the Government Accountability Office. They cannot handle anything that would be like your size protest, small business status protest, Nate's Code protest. All those have to go to SBA. The other items can go to the GAO. And remember, not anyone, not just anyone, can file a protest. In order to file a protest, you have to be an interested party. This means that an actual or prospective bidder whose direct economic interest would be affected by the award of the contract or by the failure to award a contract. Most contractors that file a protest do so under one or more of the following situations. They challenge the acceptance or rejection of a bid or proposal. The contractor challenges the award or proposed award of a contract, or the contractor states the solicitation or bids were defective as a protest basis. So we're going to give you next some examples of defective solicitations or bids, just so that you understand what we're coming from here. So under Defective Bids. Most of the protests filed by contractors challenge the acceptance or rejection of a bid or a proposal, and the award or proposed award of a contract. However, a defective solicitation or bids may also be used as a basis for a protest. A contractor can protest bids based on the following: allege restrictive specifications, allege omission of a required provision, contractor allege questionable or definitive evaluation factors, and a terminated contract may be protested if the protest alleges that the was based on any improprietaries in the award of the contract. When can I file a protest, and what does this all mean? Well, it means that you, the contractor, have the right to protest a bid or an award before and after the award of a contract, you have the right to protest a bid, and you can protest an award, and you can protest the termination of your contract. It is important that you respond to a negative performance assessment when it first arises. We discussed this before. Don't let it get out of control. As soon as you start having issues, call a meeting, get in there, and straighten it out. It may be all a misunderstanding. You don't know. But if you let it build and, and just put your head in the sand, it's going to build and build and build and build and then the government's going to be forced to take some action. We don't want that. Therefore, as soon as you see something, you make sure that you clear up that matter with the contracting officer or whatever government official you need to do that with. It is extremely important that you be on time with your protest. Remember, there are no exceptions for missed deadlines. If you missed a deadline, your case will never be heard. Sometimes we just need examples of protests. So that's what we're going to discuss next. So here are some of the common protest grounds that I provide to a lot of my clients. And this is regarding defective bids. So the bid does not contain enough detail. You cannot determine from the actual solicitation what the government is looking for or what they want. The solicitation on the other hand is too detailed. The statement of work is over 50 pages for a $100,000 project. That would be ridiculous. Therefore, it could be too or too detailed. Next, the solicitation is too restrictive. For example, it uses standards or specifications that aren't needed for this type of contract. Next, you need more time to respond. The government's time frame is too restricting. There's no way you can put a proposal together in the amount of time that the government has requested that you do so. The statements in the bid are vague. You cannot determine what the government wants. It's so vague that you, you just can't figure it out. Or the government's using brand names and that's not allowing any contractor just to bid on it. It only requires maybe the one contractor that has that brand name or the rights to that brand name to be able to bid on the contract. Lastly, small business problems. Wrong size standard was used. Hub zone problems, uh, serviceable vet problems, 8A problems, woman owned small business problems. A failure by the government to set aside for small business because small business do perform the type of work or the actual product or service that the government is looking for. Now, this has been a quick overview. There's a lot to learn. I just wanted to just do a slight introduction to that. I didn't want to go into detail because a lot of the information coming up in the next uh, seven I- episodes are going to be a lot more detailed. So I just wanted to t- t- touch this and get you your mindset into thinking about this. So next week, we're going to pick up where we left off on our discussion on protests. So stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe. Provide a rating or feedback. That would be greatly appreciated. Make sure you sign up um, if you're interested in Patreon or if you want to do a one-time donation. That's greatly appreciated. And as always, until next week, be safe.